Hello and welcome back to Horror Hughes. I am your host, Shanika Pishi. So we are continuing on talking about fucked up families and this week we will be discussing Jordan Peele's Get Out. This week I have a guest with me. It's Taria Faison of What Else Is Going On podcast and she is one of my favorite podcasters out there and I was so excited that she agreed to come on the show and discuss horror with me. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to say, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you to everyone who listens, who comments, who likes. I greatly appreciate it. You can find me on Instagram at Podcast. You can also email me at horrorhughespod at gmail.com. And if you really like what I'm doing and you're like, you know what, Shanika, I want to slip a little something something your way, you can find me on Buy Me a Coffee backslash Warhues podcast. Okay, so before we get into the show, I wanted to talk about Patrick Dempsey real quick, how he was recently named the sexiest man alive. And usually I don't pay attention to those lists because, you know, sexiest, beautiful, all of that. It's so subjective, right? But this one, I am here for it. And it's not because I'm a Grey's Anatomy fan. Like I don't watch that show. It's because he played hot detective Mark in Scream 3. And Scream 3 is underrated. And I just remember watching him that movie being like, damn, he's really cute. And him and Nev Campbell, Sydney, they had some great um, sexual tension (laughs) happening on screen. Because when she's like, detective, what's your favorite movie? And he's like, my life. And he's just kind of like hovered over here, um, hovered over her and like staring her down. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, he's like hot. Um, And also they go on to get married. He's mentioned in the other films. So yay. Oh, and then he's also going to be in the Thanksgiving film that's coming out, I think this weekend, actually. So Patrick Dempsey, he's a bit of a scream king now. Do we call men that act in horror film Scream Kings? Not that they deserve a title, really, because men get everything as it is. But I just wonder, are there Scream Kings? To me, I think that who would be a Scream King would probably be Vincent Price. I mean, talk about the talent that that man had. Just absolutely talented. But I digress. So as I mentioned before, Taria is on the show this week. And I discovered Taria through just other podcasts that I listen to. So as much as I love horror movies, I also love Bravo. I remember when I was younger, a teenager, my TV stayed on MTV and now it stays on Bravo. And I just started listening to podcasts because of course you want to discuss the show and hear what other people have to say, whether or not you agree or disagree with them. And I listened to one podcaster and they talked about Taria. So I started listening to her, really enjoyed her perspective because she kind of, she'll find the like minute parts and then bring up points. Like, I don't know, she's just so observant and her memory of things that are said on the show. It's like, damn girl, you're so right. And I just, like I said, I just really love the perspective that she brings to shows. And I was like, well, let me have her on this show And she can bring her perspective to what she thinks about horror movies um, and, you know, being Black in horror movies because Taria, like me, is Black. And, um, you know, if you are a Bravo fan, you know that sometimes it can feel like you are watching a horror movie with the bullshit that happens on that show with 
some of the people that they choose to cast and they pretend to reprimand, but you know, anyways, we're not here for that. So the episode starts off with Taria talking about her time at BravoCon that just happened about a week ago, week and a half ago um, in Vegas. So she talks about that, meeting some of the housewives that she enjoys, you know, just hearing some behind the scenes stories. And then we get into Get Out. And I will have to admit, this is only my second time watching it fully. I remember the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I didn't see it in theaters. I know a lot of people went and saw it. I know, well, obviously it did, it made $100 million. I'm talking about people that I know went to see it and they're like, oh my God, it's so scary and blah, blah, blah. But I don't take that, I take that with a grain of salt because I remember when people were like, oh, I saw The Sixth Sense and that's like the scariest thing I ever saw. And I was like, well, first of all, it's PG-13, so it can't be that scary. Um, it wasn't scary to me, but it's it's a really good movie. So to me, when I watch Get Out and I just break it down to very simple, it's just like, okay, it's another film where a partner is bringing, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, whatever, home to meet a crazy ass family. But I watched it again, you know, for the podcast and I was just like, okay, this is really, really good. And I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I love Jordan Peele's films and I... I'm glad for the space that he is taking up in the horror film as a black man and um, may he continue on. I will be there every step of the way. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Bye. Hi, Taria. Thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. I'm so excited. And first of all, I'm going to just jump straight into this. Like I didn't even allow you to talk much because I... Before I got on, just saw your latest Instagram post, how you started a YouTube page. And also, and I was wondering, because you went to BravoCon, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, I don't think she ever talked about going. And you Mm-mm. said someone sponsored you. That is absolutely amazing. Yes. I- so... Oh, so sorry. I was going to say, while this is a horror-themed podcast, we also got to talk Bravo, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away. And then once I found out, that I was going, it was literally like less than two weeks oh, wow. before. And I'm so sorry. I drank a ginger ale. I should know better. So I'm like, it's all good. but, um, carbonation like- at its finest. Since this is like a podcast of told through like a black person's perspective. I feel like you drinking ginger ale is spot it's on. Perfect. <laughs> Cause ginger ale, you got a broke foot, drink some ginger ale. You don't feel good. Drink some ginger ale. Your man is getting on your nerves. Drink some ginger ale. Everything is ginger ale. You drink ginger ale, you can't worry about anything else. Anything else. They give you all the bubbles. And I am Canada dry. Like if it's not same. Canada dry, I don't want same. it. Same, same, but same. So I I didn't, um, so I wasn't planning on going and people mm-hmm. were asking me, are you going, are you going, are you going? And I had said before, not even in like an arrogant or anything type way, but I was like, some of these women I've had on. So when I talk to them, I would like, a more intimate moment. If, if, I like to talk to the ones that I'm interested in seeing behind the camera, right? So mm-hmm. I'll reach out to their people. They may not come on, but to me, that's my way of connecting with them. So I was like, I'm not going to pay to go see them, not even thinking about actually meeting other content creators that I've been wanting to meet. So mm-hmm. people were asking me, are you going, are you going? And I literally said over and over again, if everything's paid for, and that would mean everything. VIP, 
Oh, like I want to be at the top. I want hotel air first. So I'm saying that and in my mind, it, it would come from a sponsorship, meaning not necessarily Bravo, but like a company wanting you to work, to partner with them and we'll yes. send you out to cover BravoCon. But you know, the time is normally those things seemingly happen, not like basically minutes before. Right. right so yeah. And I also realized in my mind, that was me saying, yeah, if everything's paid for and not just moving on, but being like, so that's probably not going to happen for you. And then less than two weeks before I have a listener who was not, she, it was, she was going, it was going to be her 60th birthday. She had planned a beautiful week. She bought mm -hmm. the VIP. She went previously, she bought the VIP, bought some add-ons, got the hotel attached to where the venue was going to be. And she couldn't go. And I said, you know how much money she could have got for those? Oh and she gave them to me. I went to her home because um, she doesn't live far. And we have been communicating okay. for over, like, I think it had been over a year. I knew mm -hmm. she was a real person because we had a mutual in common. And then come to find out we have more than one mutual person in common. And um, she gave me the blessed bracelet, took care of airfare, took care of hotel oh and God. said, all I want you to do is get in those rooms. And um, she is a white woman and I appreciate mm -hmm. it. And I'm saying that because she literally said to me, more black content creators need to be in these spaces. Listen, listen. Yeah. Oh my, I like when I was reading, like looking at the, um, your Instagram page, I was like almost crying. I was like, this is amazing because, well, you know, one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on is because I love when you recap these shows or just anything, you kind of take like the minute parts or like the small parts and you analyze it and you talk about, it, you know, like, no, actually this person is like this, or this is what I see because hey. of, you know, um, and so, and then I, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and then I started this one and then, you know, a lot of times, even though everyone is running their race at a different pace, you're like, oh, this person's got this going on, this many followers. But, you know, just listening to you speak to other people and just how you're always talking about like, you know, manifesting and, you know, your beliefs in God. And you're like, I'm just gonna keep going and it's gonna work for me. And just like everything. And just, you know, I've been listening to you throughout the years with- Oh you know, my gosh. Like, getting a house, your kids are now all in college. I'm like, oh my God, you know? And so um, I was just like, I have to have Taria on because, you know, we all just like have our days and there's some days when like I've listened to your episode and it actually has like really been uplifting to me, you know, because I've just been like having a moment and then you're talking with someone and it's like, you guys are just kind of like preaching <laughs> and it's just, and it's just like, it's, it's great. Well, you are not um, going to make me cry today okay, on sorry, this and evening. Then, um, like I said, I also have noticed, well, you've always kind of put pop culture in, but there's been more of a pivot, more pop culture talk. <clears throat> and that's what I'm me. trying and to do. <laughs> I really appreciate that because I love Bravo, but I think I'm at the point where I'm like oversaturated and there's only like a hand few of people that I will listen to. And um, that's just because I like the person. And it's yes. not even necessarily about like the content they're talking mm -hmm. about, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. Um, so I like how that the folks that I'm listening to are now expanding because I think they are realizing because a majority of them are Black that, you know what, Bravo isn't checking for us. So we got to go elsewhere and do our own thing. And I've always wanted to do, I, I the you know how, you know, you have a podcast. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you have to put what, what, um, subject uh, what is it called what what um section you're like under category, like, like yeah. category, like category. yeah mm -hmm. I put entertainment news because I wanted it to be 
people like entertainment, but also news ish. So yeah, let's talk about Cardi and Tasha mm -hmm. and what's going on at our pop culture. Let's talk yes. about that. Let's also get yes. into some white folks business, like mm -hmm. outside of Bravo. And then I realized that I wanted to also merge in my other podcast where it was encouraging. So I want people to come and be like, oh, she can be shady with the housewives, but I never want to be nasty because they're people at the end of the day. And I know sometimes oh, we go sure. in on them. Sometimes I go really go in, but mm -hmm. I still don't want to cross a line where someone walks away feeling icky. It's one thing if you walk away from my podcast feeling uncomfortable because you're like, oh, that's me that she's talking because I know I listen to podcasts and sometimes come away like mm, I need to, you know, get it together. But I want people to come have a good time. And it's funny because I when I got this opportunity, you know, one of my favorites, uh, Brooke Ashley on YouTube always talks about mm -hmm. moving in silence. And she talks about that. And for me, I get so excited when an opportunity is presented. It may not even be presented like oh, this is for you, but oh, this could possibly be for you that I love to just mm -hmm. share it with my friends because I want them to know that they can share theirs too, right? Right. I will say this last time I had uh, shared that this opportunity had came along and sometimes your friends are looking out for you. And then there becomes a point when it's like, okay, but I've assured you that this is a real person. This is not a scam. But right. I had a lot of anxiety around going because I have so much going on in life. And I I talked to my mom. I talked to the hubby, Corey, and I talked to my friend, Donnie. Um, um, he had a podcast. Uh, um, oh, my God. Donnie is going to know that. Know that with his yes. husband, Quinn. So yes. I talked to those three. I real talking to them, I realized that I was feeling imposter syndrome. First of all, thinking, who am I to be invited there? But but then also not good enough syndrome, because if you were really good enough, you would have been invited there, mm. if you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like, so now you've got this. Mm -hmm. It's not even necessarily something you were looking forward to, forward to going to, but you spoke about it. And then also feeling guilty, like I should be more excited. Why am I not more excited? Because again, I'm just focused on these Bravo Lebs when to me, uh, I was like, is it really special if you're not invited? So all of these different thoughts and mm -hmm. feelings I was having about this. And I literally was feeling sick to my stomach and I wasn't going to go. And then oh. I haven't been running in a year and my mm -hmm. body's been craving it. So I went out for a run. And when I run, I listen to a YouTube, a podcast at the same time, talking to God. And mm -hmm. I said, I was literally just in my mind because I'm trying to run. So I got to keep my breath. So in my mind, I'm having a conversation. And when I was done, it was like this weight had been lifted off. Cause also I do ride share. So yeah, my husband works, he takes care of the family, but I want to do my part. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's four days that I'm not making any money. Really? Mm -hmm. All these things, two kids in college, you got to help yeah. them. Right. So I was like, after that, I'm in. And I felt a, a peace about it from that day forward. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything until I'm there in Vegas. Yeah, I was so shocked. Um, and I, I, I loved it for you. And every outfit, I was just like, oh, my God, every outfit is curated. It's on point. <laughs> you looked amazing. And, um, you. you know, my love for Psy never faltered. I know that's an unpopular uh, opinion. Girl, and I'm so excited that you got to meet her and that Christopher John Rogers, because I, 
I so I knew of Psy before the show because okay. of another um, fashion influencer I followed. She's close with them, so I was following Psy, um, you know, on TikTok. And every day she was posting what she would wear. And um, you remember Janelle? I shared that to her. Yes, yes. She, she loves Christopher John Rogers. Hey, Janelle. So when I saw you meet her in that dress, I was like, yes, she's that Can- Psy and wearing that dress. So I have to tell you this, and this might be, it could be untrue. Okay. But this is what, so in my post, did you see, I tweeted and then posted about talking to the BravoCon workers there. Like I, I, think I talked about something about how you need to get in good with like security or something. Well, so I said, I should have, I'm mad that I didn't get the contact information for some of the people working there because they have okay. the behind the scenes tea. So Cy, I was in it. So when you had the VIP, well, I don't even think you had to have the VIP for this if you purchase it, but they had many sessions. So they had a VIP lounge. You could hang out on the lounge all day and you were guaranteed to see the Bravo mm-hmm. Lebs because they had to come through, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then they have what was called a Bravo Palooza and my listener had bought a Bravo Palooza, which means you go into this room, there's snacks and food and you're guaranteed to see, you just don't know who, which one is going to come through. So I was watching the screening of the Real Housewives of Dubai. And I was like, oh, shoot, she, I need to go. I at least want to go over there. She paid for, I had completely lost track of time. I mm-hmm. run over there and it was sponsored by Lay's. So they had like these chips with these things on them. I don't try new foods. Anyone yeah. that knows me will tell them. And these two, I love them. These two black, beautiful women working Bravo Con were like, try that chip. And I was like, Mm-mm. and they were like, <laughs> eat the chip. And I was like, I'm, she was like, girl. So I got it and I took a bite of it. And she was like, if you don't put that whole thing in your mouth. And I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> put it in my mouth. I don't know what it was. It was cucumber, sour cream. It was so good. She okay. gave me a coupon for a drink, which I completely did not use and probably will never be able to use. But I forgot. But anyway, when I walk in, Aaron Leachy was there. And I was like, okay. I ain't, this is who going to be in here. I'm leaving. So I start talking to one of the black women and then a black gentleman in there. And we're talking and she was like, I don't know none of these people. Like she said, I, I would, she would know Atlanta, okay. but she said, I just got off the Taylor Swift um, concert. She worked the Taylor Swift thing. She just flew in to work the Bravo. She said, one of these women could come slap me in my face and I wouldn't know who it was. Oh, wow. So we're talking. And then I see Cy and she's on her way out. And I was like, hold on. I turn around to her and I always want to be really honest with these people. So and not like, oh, my God, I love you so much. So I just said, because mm-hmm. I don't know you. I said, I go up for you on the show. I just want you to know that. And she was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I was like, no, I really go up for you. I love you on. I love you being on the show. And she was like, and so I was like, I don't. I forget. Did I ask for a picture or did she say picture? It might have been me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, can I get a picture? Because she was leaving. So I, and then her person had the light. So when she left. I was like, man, I really like her. And the, and the guy, now this is the part where I'm like, this is what the guy that's working the room who said, he said, oh, wow. Now, the Bravo police started at four. It ended at 515. This was like 445, almost five o'clock. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, man, you should have came in here earlier because she was in here and nobody was really like messing with her like that. She oh, was wow. like going to people to take pictures. That's what he oh, said. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I don't like the hate that she gets to me. I is don't get it. So unwarranted. I it think so, so too. Unwarranted. I think so too. And, um, you know, like I said, I watch these shows and I 
pull out the parts that maybe people may overlook. And so my family, I have family that lives in New York. Um, you know, we were military, traveled all over. Yes, so yep. I can see some personalities of, you know, the the R word from the original Roni. Say it, I, say I, it. I can, I can see some people that acted like that person. And then yep. I can see something, some people who act like Sai. And here's the thing, is Sai going to give you a hug? No, but what she's going to do for you is throw you a Thanksgiving dinner because she knows your family's not around. And then another thing that really stuck out to me because I had to work on being very, and you've talked about this too, being very affectionate with my kids when they were on vacation, she goes, my kids get so tired of it because I'm always saying, hey, you know what? I love you. And those are the little things that I pull out from Sai, which is like, I get Sai. The only time she slipped for me was the whole alcoholism ordeal. But besides that, like it wasn't enough for like what she got. I feel that. And, and let's be honest, Shanika, if me, you and a friend, right, a friend group, we're all out and one of our friends who technically were friends because we were all put in the same place together. We don't go back years tells Mm -hmm. us that she hasn't had sex with her man in two years. Right. She says two years Mm -hmm. and then says her husband is going to Vietnam or anywhere for that matter for 24 hours. You can't tell me that your thought wouldn't be like, now wait, he's going there to eat a sandwich for 24 hours. Right. Like, yeah. And, 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 and of course, not knowing that he's a food influencer. Right. Right. Cause I'm yeah. sure they didn't know that that's natural. I would think that too. Like, like what? Mm-hmm. Then, then of course you do at some point, let it go. But I right. like, those are natural conversations. Yes. I would come home and ask my husband, like, can you believe? Yeah. You know what I mean? But so I, and then it's like, unfortunately, it's like things that probably would have been like let go in real life or not even touched on. It's like, it is a show. So it's like, you do have to have yes. like a story. So Right, right. So, but um, yes, I enjoyed myself. And I will say, can I be honest? The best part about BravoCon was meeting, getting to meet the content creators that I absolutely hands down love yes. and getting to actually spend time with them, dinner with them, hang out throughout the day. So I, I that was my, uh, and I, I think I, I think hopefully we'll be seeing some um, different faces on the podcast, I'll say. Okay, that's great. Yay, so exciting. Well, you know, I'll be listening, so. And also, while we're on, I probably should have mentioned this to you earlier, not just saying it, because I know that we don't want to be here all night. But (laughs) y'all, Shanika doesn't know this, but she's coming back on the podcast. Because when I saw your email in my mind, immediately I said, ding, ding, ding. We had talked about you coming back on before, so Mm -hmm. you need to come back on. Yes, okay. oh, we need to make uh, it no, work for sure. And then I kind of want to circle back to what you were talking about before about like, you know, oh, I wasn't sure if I was going to go, imposter syndrome and all this stuff. And I totally get that. And then there's also the other part of me and people like, you know, well, depending on who you, you speak with, it may seem morbid, but I literally take it to like, I could die tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't say that like in a scary way. I say yeah. that in a way, in a, in a way of like, you need, you got shit you need to get done. It's real. You know, so it's like, take your ass to Vegas <laughs> like, for and, free at that. For free, oh right. <laughs> and it, it was just like, and then even my mom, she literally Venmo, she like, just, she's so supportive and she Venmo's a hundred dollars and goes, knock them dead daughter. And I was like, yes. like, I just but, thought that was so, you know. But isn't this insane? Like in 20, 
23. Like this is like our life now that we can connect with someone who will sponsor you. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. Yeah. And, and, and the way we connected through the podcast medium and her and her sharing her life mm-hmm. with me and her thoughts and me getting to see her perspective on things, not just mine, but hers too, coming from where she's come from, the things that she's dealt with. She dealt with breast cancer. She wrote a book mm. and it, it just is amazing. And it's funny. It was like saying all the things you want to say at doctor's appointments that people may think is appropriate, mm-hmm. that, people mm-hmm. who think it's inappropriate. So I appreciate her for that, like so much. So it, it I will say, I feel like it was something inside of me and you know, you'll, you'll feel like, Oh, this is happening or this is, or something's going to happen. And then it doesn't right. Like life goes on. You're like, but I don't know. I just feel like that was a turn. I don't even know how or why, but I do feel like doors are being opened because like I said, that didn't happen by accident. Like for sure. No, absolutely. That's, that's amazing. And I love it for you. And we are cheering you yes. on. And okay. I'm manifesting me to, I'm sorry, if to go, go again and to be able to do that to go. Cause I, I told my husband, well, you know, like this needs to happen again. Like now I need a cup, somebody to sponsor, but cause I, and I for can't sure. go backwards. I gotta be VIP, but also I want to do that for somebody else or uh, some yeah. uh, more than okay, one, somebody forward. else. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. And even if it's not to BravoCon, it could be just like to something else that they're passionate about. That's That's true. That's true. So I love that. So do I need, do I need to send you to a horror convention? (laughs) I know, actually, I know. So it's, I know, but it's like so funny because I think I'm at the age now where I'm just like, so like introvert. I tell my friends all the time. I'm like, I hate everybody. Do I really want to be around all these people? It's like, I I won't yuck anyone's yum. I love it for everyone. Right, right. For me, I would be like, oh God, this is terrible. I actually do kind of want to go to a board game convention. I'm huge into board games. Ooh. And um, so I'm putting it out there because I've been like reaching out to board game companies because I'm like, you guys need more black faces. <laughs> um, oh, I'm, I'm touching and agreeing with you on your on board that. game pages. You know, it's okay. I will get there eventually, even though some of them didn't respond to me. It's all good. I still love the games and I'll still mm-hmm. keep on tagging you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to go to one of those and like maybe play like a and like one of the game tournaments or something. We'll see. That would be so um, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would really be cool to see black faith. Yeah, that would really be yeah, cool. Yeah. So because last month I did um board games that were like horror themed um and then did like stories with it. So we play a lot of board games, um, me and my boys. So I did like, um Jaws, and then I had someone come on. She talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Um, oh yeah. I had to and, sneak and watch that because my dad we couldn't watch it because you know, Christian okay. Oh yeah. And then I did, um, there's a fun game and I've heard you talk about like board games. You're like, eh, but one, I think you would really like, it's called one night ultimate werewolf. It's like a social game and the rounds are literally like five to 10 minutes. Okay. And it's so fun. So I talked about that. Then I talked about like lycanthropy, like how people have claimed how they're werewolves and like there was two cases and how they attacked and like eight people. Yeah, girl. So, so that's kind of like what I do with this podcast. Okay, where I want to okay. go with it. So I don't want to focus just on like horror movies per se, and that's like another thing. I don't want to feel rushed to watch like the latest. I'm going to take yes. it where I want to go. I also love to read, so I want to talk about books and everything. And oh, I mean, honestly, awesome. just being black, shit. Sometimes horror, um, Bravo is horrifying. I was going to say sometimes that's the horror. 
I mean, if we're being honest, you know, <laughs> if we're being honest, that's just like, okay. You, you yeah. look, we go in scared about what we're going to watch. Is the black person going to get killed off first? Like, I mean, listen, okay. So, okay. So I know you said you're not huge into horror movies, but what do you remember? Like what the first horror movie was that you watched? Yes. I was at a sleepover. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was like 12 or 13 and it was my best friend at the time. And she had her other friends and they wanted to watch Michael Myers. What's the white mask? Halloween. That's my man. No, not the movie, but the Jason. No, Jason, Jason, Jason. Oh, Jason with the hockey mask. Friday yes. the 13th. Okay. Do you Girl. remember which one it was? I remember a white woman in the woods screaming. I promise you, that's all I remember. Oh, girl, that's all of them. I had to go. I had to go away in my head, literally, to make myself present at the moment because I have this thing where I'll, people will think I'm present, but I'm like really in Jamaica. Like I go away in okay. my mind. Um, so you think I'm there, but I'm because re- I have to disassociate. Otherwise, like, so that was the first time I ever watched a scary movie. And then from there, that just kind of like turned you off to it. You're just like, no. I was like, why do people like this feeling of their heart racing scared? How do like, like, how do people like this feeling? <laughs> so I, 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 I do not watch. love it. And then look, don't laugh. Corey will be watching. I'll be like, don't be bringing that demonic stuff in here. <laughs> and then it was <laughs> God. Don't be opening up no portals in here. Oh so, my gosh. And I'll be like, cancel Claire Jesus. Cancel. The power of Christ compels you. I did watch <laughs> my son years ago when it first came out, got us into what's the, sh- the compelling where you have to invite the with Bell. No, not the what the TV show with Buffy? um no, the newer one um with the two bro- they were brothers. Um supernatural it's not vampire diaries is it no where you have to invite them in and with stefan and um, oh okay i think that is vampire diaries i didn't watch that one i couldn't get into it tell me why my son got me and my husband into it and then we ended up getting my father-in-law into it he told me so they would have this thing where you like if they look if you look into their eyes they compel you and then you do what wait they- or are you talking about true blood not True Blood. I think it was Vampire oh. Diary with Nina oh, okay, DeBrove and um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Vampire Diary because True Blood they have the same thing where they can glamour you. Okay, so my father-in-law said I I must have compelled him because I had them literally <laughs> watching, and I don't do scary. So for me to watch, and my son will be like, it's not really scary. It's a story, but I'm like, but I we actually watched seasons of that show. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. I forgot, okay, forgot so- about that. So, um, okay, so the movie we're talking about tonight is Get Out because my theme for this month is fucked up families um, because that is such a trope in horror movies. (laughs) And, you know, Thanksgiving. So (laughs) we will be with family either by choice or by force, most of us. So (laughs) Uh, I say say I'm like the horror genre loves like two things, teen slashers and just fucked up families. Yes, um, that's so, so true. You have seen Get Out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I promise you, I'm not, I, I have seen it. So what compelled it's you not to recently. watch that? What compelled you to watch that one? My family. It's like my kids and my husband, they be making me feel guilty. So I'm like, okay. So I watched Get Out. Okay. And they told thoughts? me it wasn't scary. It was more like okay. a thriller. I don't like them either. Okay. Like, Reese Witherspoon said, here I go, quote, quote, quoting Reese Witherspoon when she talked about a reason why 
she did certain movies, the movies that she did. She was like, life is hard enough, man. So like, let's do fun drama is not like you know so okay but whereas i will literally like watch like you know the scream franchise to go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) watching drew barrymore get killed like "Ah," and i'm drifting now i get it because (laughs) i i don't know if you've heard me say before but i will fall down a bad girls club rabbit hole or loving hip-hop fights to lull me to sleep so yeah i get it i get it um yeah i remember when so get out when it came out um I didn't see it in theaters um like you know Jordan Peele of course want to support like black but it just wasn't really appealing to me and then I will say of all of his movies that he's had come out so far this is probably my my least favorite one because for me like when you break it down to the basis I'm like I've already seen a horror movie with like the girlfriend or boyfriend taking the spouse you know the partner home to a crazy family been there done that but um I mean, I, I still do enjoy it. And I just love for the fact that this is the first film. Um, I think it reached like a hundred million. So like African-American yeah. horror genre. And, you know, a lot of times people want to like give him shit and be like, oh, Jordan Peele, this and that. But listen, the horror franchise is just filled with a shit ton of white people. Yes. Um, yep. I um, Have you seen The Blackening? I have heard, I will be honest, Taria, with you, I've heard you know, the name. It's not scary. And Watch House it. of Usher. I've heard both of those. Oh my God. I just recapped the fall of House of Usher this you week. It? So that one. You... I thought that was about Usher at first. I was like, somebody, <laughs> somebody texted it and said, have you seen the fall of the House of Usher? I was like, Usher has a. What you do now? And then I realized the more the text went on, it was a group chat. Like, oh, that's not what they're talking about. <laughs> That's like everyone thinking it's the Black Michelle Williams narrating Britney Spears' book. Tell me people don't think that. That would be a horror. (laughs) (laughs) Because I heard Usher, and I knew it wasn't about church, Usher, so it had to be about... But I've heard somebody else say that, too. They thought it was about Usher Raymond. Oh, he's got a documentary out? And they got disappointed when they realized it wasn't about him. I was like, he got the Super Bowl. We didn't campaign for him. Now he got Listen, a documentary. His PR person is working overtime, okay? Because where the hell did Usher come from? I mean, power to him. My sister went and saw him um, <gasps> in Vegas and New Edition was there that night when she went. He, and, I've loved him for forever. Like he's yeah. a, actually, he's a real, somebody, dis, you know, somebody called him the male Beyonce. I said, that is so disrespectful. Usher is a legend on his own. I'm going to need right. you to go ahead. And why do we always, like, look, can we just stop with the comparisons of this yes. and, and just let pers- people be who they be are? Be who they are, yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're both richer than both of us. <laughs> yes. And they are, like, have a Vegas residency. Now, if I had a Vegas residency, it would be just different people coming through with a mic to do a podcast episode. Oh, my God. You never know. <laughs> hey, you never know. Um, check out the blackening. I think you would okay. really Let me text that. myself. Honestly, and you're going to get a strongly worded message if it's scary. It's not. And so what I was, I love, I loved it. And, you know, it had typical black tropes. It's all good. And it actually had a character in there with the name Shanika. So after 40 years, almost of my life watching horror movies, I could finally say that there was someone in that movie with the same name as me. And like that, you just can't, I can't even tell you what that does for 
from like my horror heart. You know what I mean? No, like, I can imagine like your full name, like your literal full name. Yes, Sharika. It was so, and I was like, and I'm not gonna lie, I may have like popped a gummy or something before. So I was like, did I hear my name? So, <laughs> that TV is talking to me. Talking to me. <laughs> I know. So, um, but you need to watch it because there's little like. I, I don't know. It's 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 just so blackity black black. You know what I okay. mean? And right. then a lot of people were trying to criticize it and saying, like, oh, you know, it kind of got redundant after a while. I don't care, okay? Because if we can have like Insidious Six and they're coming out with another conjuring and you know, all these other films, we're hell, we're on fast and furious 10 girl i was getting ready to say like let black people do what they want to do when it comes to the horror genre and that's like why i kind of go up for jordan peele because okay i just don't think people realize it's like he has his own production company like yeah making these big budget movies and they're like bringing all types of races like into the theater like Mm -hmm. i went to go see nope and honestly that was such a fun experience and i was like i wish jordan peele would come out with like a summer movie like every year it was it was it was just so much it was so much fun so um okay i'm a jordan peele fan. i'm gonna take your word for it and in fact get out was um I believe it got nominated for an academy award or either or golden globe and that just really does not happen with horror films and it was so funny because i think he was under the category of like because you know the categories are so weird it was like either comedy or something and he was like <laughs> This isn't a comedy. It's a documentary. <laughs> that about, oh my God, wait, I get it. I get it. I get it. Ah. Oh, he's right. Um, and like, that's another thing that kind of gets me. There's like, you know, horror movie kind of gets like the, uh, it's horror. Yes. Yes. It's like nothing, but there is another movie out and I talk about it all the time. So it's called, um, the first one is called X. It's based in the 70s and it kind of has like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre like look to it. It's not okay. as insane as that. Do you see me? I'm like this. But then they do a prequel of the character in there. Her name is Pearl. Okay. And it's done like during the 20, the 30s, like the Depression era. Okay. But there is one scene at the end of the film where Mia Goth, the actress, has this scene where she is basically just admitting to all the murders that she did and the camera just stays on her face and she is just giving so much emotion but the thing is she's like talking to her sister-in-law so the whole time she is just admitting everything and it's just word vomit word vomit you're thinking oh my god what is the sister thinking what is the sister thinking and not once does the camera pan to the sister and that just makes it even scarier because she just lets it all all out right and I was just like she deserve to be nominated just for this right here but horror just does not get that respect that it deserves so now that you say that i've never do they even have that category no but i mean look i think just recently was it with like um either the avengers or black panther oh that's right started to get nominated for oscars okay okay so maybe eventually yeah horror shows they're so ass backwards yeah so, yeah whatever okay so let's get okay. into the movie because we okay. said we were gonna have each other here all night then look at us just chat right. it up okay so um get out came out in 2017 wow and okay yeah i know over i know listen right it oh. seems like it wasn't that long ago but it was so 
um, the movie starts off, it's with um, Lakeith Stanfield and you see him just like walking in the suburbs. He's trying to find the <laughs> correct street name. And then, you know, a car starts to follow him. And then he says something like, not today, not me, just keep it cool. Mm-hmm. And I put here, that's the true definition of staying woke, of being aware of your surroundings, of knowing All that times. no matter what you say or do, they're going to try to find a way to pick and choose and get you in trouble. Not yep. what the political woke has become what they've turned it into just like what they've turned the word shade into uh -uh. give it leave it alone yes so um then next you see he gets like knocked out and dragged into a car and put in a trunk and then opening credits you see daniel kalua his character's name is chris you know he's shaving and then you see another girl allison williams her name is rose and she's just like lovingly looking at bagels and Mm -hmm. then she shows up to his place it's quickly established during a relationship He's packing to get ready to go um, on a weekend getaway to meet her parents. And he uh-huh. asks her, he's like, do they know if I'm black? And she's like, no. And, you know, they're doing that thing where they're like joking around, keeping mm-hmm. it light. And it's just like, Ugh, okay, whatever. And so she does the thing of um, my family voted for Obama. My dad always says that he would vote for him a third term if he could. Cause you know, like, that's the thing they love to say. I voted for Obama. It's like, <laughs> I always think of that scene on the game when Malik and Derwin are in the elevator and that old white lady's like, I voted for Obama. He's like, I don't want to pay those damn taxes. Like, ma'am, that's not like, yay, I guess. You're not racist. Like, <laughs> I know. I, okay. Yeah, for seriously. Um, so as they're driving up, Chris calls his friend Rod and that's played by Lil Del Howery, yes. who is so funny. So, yes. Um, and he's actually got some range too. Like he can play comedy and he can also play, play serious. serious. And then so. he just proposed to his girlfriend, I think. Okay. Was that him? I think. like that, but congrats if it was you. <laughs> I just, you know what? Yes. Oh my gosh, so, Siri just heard us say something and popped up and said, now playing, I want to say thank you. I'm like, nobody asked for that. <laughs> Do you have your horror in my computer now? Siri, see what you did? No. Cancel <laughs> <so> clear. Cancel <laughs> clear. <laughs> Go around the holy water at the end. So as they're driving up, so he calls Rod and Rod works security yes. at the airport. He takes his TSA duties very seriously. Seriously. <laughs> And so as they're driving up, they hit a deer and you can see that Chris is affected by this. You're not really sure why, you know, they end up calling the cop. It's a white cop. And even though Rose is driving, the cop asks to see Chris's ID and Rose is doing the typical white privilege thing. And she's like, he doesn't need to show his ID. And this is bullshit. Things that she doesn't realize that even though you're saying this stuff, you can escalate it and still get him in trouble. trouble. Yep. So shut up. (laughs) People need to realize that today. It's like, I put I put in it. I was like, that could be a horror movie in itself, because mm-hmm. if the cop wanted to be an ass, he could have pushed it further. Yep. Yep. So um, they continue on. They pull into the house and you see a black groundskeeper and he gives like a faint wave. Um, I know. girl. <laughs> I know. It was just like the smile. And then Rose's parents come. They embrace Chris. And then you know, like the camera pounds out, um, pans out. You see the groundskeeper staring from a distance. So the dad is showing him around the house and the dad shows him a picture of his dad who was a runner and he got beat by Jesse Owens. Um, and they, they talk quickly about the 36, 1936 Olympics 
and that's known for Owens accepting the award right in front of Hitler. I don't know. Every time I also, I, I don't know why randomly that picture will come up and it just haunts me how Jesse wow. Owens, he won four awards. That was like a record he broke um, for winning four awards at Olympics. Just imagine in the height of war and racism right. in front of Hitler that has like killed so many people. Yeah. And I think the story is like Hitler wasn't going to shake his hand. And I think Jesse um, Owens said eventually like Hitler gave him a nod and left because it was like they told him you shake everyone's hand or you shake no one's hand and you leave. Wow. And the guy that he ran against, Luz Long, who was German, he and Jesse ended up having a pretty good relationship. And there's like a photo of them walking arm in arm and stuff. And that wow. um, Olympian, he actually died pretty young. He died like four years later when he was like 40 or something in the war. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, 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 go down, I go down a rabbit hole with stuff No, like but that, I, so. I love knowing the back because I think then when you see these pictures and when you hear see stories about these people it means a little bit more like wow you know but I mean that's just what a terrifying time because I mean the rights of a black person back then still was not much then you're going overseas then you know what I mean it's like you're going overseas and you're winning medals for a country that when you come back you can't even eat at all the restaurants girl so they're cheering you on while you're over there to represent the U.S., but when you get back, boy, you better not sit at this counter with the rest of us. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and this is like literally less than 100 years ago. Yeah. Like- my grandmother was born and raised in Florida. My mom was born in Florida, but it's my grandmother and grandfather's side of the family. And she remembers having to drink. Well, she passed away in 2017, but before then she remembered having to drink out of the different water fountains. But do you know that they would never talk about it? Her, my uncles, my aunts, her brothers and sisters would never. And it would almost be like they would get like, like this energy, like angry, but also no, like nervous. I, and they wouldn't course. talk about it. I That's that's so traumatizing. I yeah. can't even fathom yeah. that feeling. Um, okay. So then the dad makes an offhand remark saying something like that. His dad <laughs> almost got over it, um, yes. you know, losing the race. And they're like, okay, did he? Was he mad because he lost, or is it because he lost to a black man? Black man. You know, like Which as a black you man, going to lose to one. Exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we head to the kitchen and you meet Georgina, another black worker, and she's got that eerie smile on her face. You know, there's like, yes, exactly like what you're doing. <laughs> and so the dad's like, yeah, I know this doesn't look good. And he justifies having black workers. Um, I think it was like, you know, the parents had them. He's like, so I just couldn't let them go. You know, they're like family to me. And then he does the, you know, I would have voted for Obama for a third turn. Da, 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 da. And they're like, oh, here we go. And, you know, Chris does that chuckle, like, okay, she told me about you. So right. then they're sitting down um, to have lunch. And then Chris, he smokes. So he's got a bit of the shakes. It's tapping his hand. And then the dad recommends that the mom, Chrissy, do some hypnotherapy on him because that's what she does. Oh, Jesus. My pressure's gone up. Will people see us or are they just going to hear no, no, us? You're right? good. You're good. I haven't gotten to the visual part yet. Oh, well, we're cute. I mean, I don't mind, but no, I know what you mean. <laughs> Ashley was because I was going to slip a slice of pizza in while you were talking. <laughs> I did it once. I'm like, are they going to see us? No, you're okay. good. You're good. You're totally good. Okay. Um, so they're sitting down talking. They're talking about how they're having um, a celebration that they typically have every weekend. 
at this time, the brother shows up and he's just like that typical asshole brother. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like street fighting. And he's like, oh, Chris, you can train and to be an MMA fighter. And he tries to put Chris in a headlock. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that was weird. Like, what the hell's your problem? Like, so what are you doing? Like, exactly. And, oh, and then there's also a moment where Georgina, she's like, she's like, you're like, something's going on. It's like, you can see she's having a battle within and yes. she's pouring the tea and she ends up spilling it. So the mom's like, why don't you go take a break? And she's like, yes, I think I will do that. And so later on in the room, Rose is complaining about her family saying they're mm-hmm. being so disrespectful. They never act this way. And Chris is just like, mm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny because his character Nope was kind of the same way, just uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. which by the have you seen Nope? No, I, nope. <gasps> okay, that is not scary. That is not scary. And again, speaking of someone that deserves their flowers, Kiki Palmer is she okay. I think I, I think my husband watched that because I remember coming in through the house and he was it was a movie that Kiki Palmer was in. Did she have like an afro or yes, like a, watch yes, it? He watched it. Okay. All right. My youngest, you. he's not into horror, but he watched it with me and he loved it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause well, he did it, watch it, that. It's, okay. It's so fun. It's more sci-fi style, but it's okay, then really, scary. It's really fun. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's scary at all. Um, so, you know, he basically gives her the, like, I told you so look like, I told you how your parents were going to be. So um, Chris is having a hard time sleeping because he's still thinking about the deer that they hit. So he wakes up in the middle of the night, goes outside. And as he's outside, he's screaming, just- don't go. <laughs> I know. Okay. First of all, I was like, first of all, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Like this is a movie because ain't no Negro. And you go outside. Sometimes I'm scared to take the trash outside onto Me- our deck at night. Okay. And you going outside where you don't even know where you are. And you're not surrounded by nobody that look like you except for the ones that work there? Listen. Okay. Listen, they're the things that all the Black people say we wouldn't do in a movie. Yes, yes. My, you know my anxiety watching this movie because it's a thriller. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So... So we see the groundskeeper, he just comes charging towards Chris. And then he just like changes directions at the very last minute. Then he looks over and he sees Georgina staring at him again with a creepy smile. And she kind of does something where she kind of like brushes the hair Uh away from her forehead. And you're just like, oh, hell, what is this shit? So Chris goes back inside and he runs into the mom. And she's like, once again, like, oh, are you smoking? Da, 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 da. She's like, are you sure you don't want any help for it? And without even realizing it, she starts to hypnotize him. She starts asking Chris questions about his mom, what he was doing, if he can hear the TV, you know, feel the rain. He starts to get emotional and he's crying. Next thing you know, um, she tells him to sink to the floor and then he starts to fall into the sunken place. Girl, I just, my body just... <laughs> And it's like the thing where I'm right like, in the scene. Like he can see what's happening, but yes. he can't do anything. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go off tangent real quick. This scene, um, Blackish did it so well. Do you remember when they did this? No, because I watched it off and on. Like, Black-ish. okay. So this was during towards the end when Zoe was already on Grownish. Okay. So there's a scene where Bo and Dre are talking and she's drinking a tea. And no. Zoe had already, you know, lost her virginity. Mm-hmm. And Dre's like, what? And she, and they, they bleep it, but she goes, oh, he's fucked. And she hits the tea. <laughs> and Dre starts falling back in the sunken place. 
Okay, now you're going to make me go back. You'll have to see if you can at least just find that clip on YouTube. Yeah, yes. But I was just like watching it. I was like, no, they did not go there with it. With with him falling. First of all, saying the word bleeping it and then him falling into the something place. Yeah, she's like, Zoe, fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And it is so good. It is just going back. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the next day, Chris wakes up and then he goes outside and he's starting to take some photos because he's a photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, He sees the groundskeeper and starts talking to him. They have a strange conversation and the groundskeeper, his name is Walter. He continues to have a weird smile on his face and he's just like, oh no, you know, I love working here. What are you talking about? You treat me good. And he's just like... All right, cool. And so Chris goes to have a cigarette and he realizes like your mom did hypnotize me. This is what he's telling Rose. He's like, cause I'm just disgusted thinking about a cigarette. And she's like, oh, you're crazy, whatever. People start mm. to arrive for the party. And of yeah. course it's a bunch of white people. Uh, and uh-huh. the first couple they meet, the husband's like, I was a professional golfer. And he makes a point to say he knows Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, he's Cablasian. Okay. Cablan Asian. <laughs> oh I, my God. Okay. You know what? You know how, like, you just re- remember when you hear certain things and you just don't forget. <laughs> I remember it was like literally, I was like 14. It was the summer of 97. I was in New York visiting family, reading that arg- article talking about how he's Cablan Asian. And everyone was like, how the fuck do you say that? Right, right. You heard me say Cablasian. I completely <laughs> miss him. Same difference, same difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go and they meet another couple, and it's again, all white couples. And the lady um, looks at Rose or and uh, touches um, Chris and asks if it's true. And it's referring to his penis size because, mm-hmm. like, the way she like looks him up and down. And he's just like, what the hell is this? Can, can I tell you? So, my husband works for a fire alarm company, goes into different buildings, you know, uh-huh. does things. And he was, he's been at a place before where, you know, he he's muscular and a white woman have, have like touched mm-hmm. his arm, like in the elevator. And I was like, don't let them touch you. Cause then they didn't try to say, Listen. but they just take it upon themselves and just like touch his arm. I wouldn't. That's so like, you yeah. just don't know what someone's been through. Right. And then it's like, they're not property. Like just oh, yours honey, for they, the touching. They think, they think we are. Yeah. <laughs> but you saying that that's remind that's right. And she was like, is it true? Like, suppose he had to said, Do you want to sit? You know what I mean? Even though it's a movie, but it's still like I know, I know. <laughs> um, so okay, then they meet another couple, and the couple's like, you know, their skin used to be in, but now black is back in fashion. And that's yes. like Chris is like, what the fuck? Like, what have like, I got myself to go into? Away because everywhere he turns, it's just like more white people. Yes. And then um, he starts to take more pictures and then his camera zooms in. He sees there's another guest who is black. Chris <sighs> says, it's good to see another brother around here. And when we turn and he turns around, we realize it's the guy from the beginning with Keith Stanfield. He introduces himself as Logan and he's having like that same weird speech. My own. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're talking for a little bit. Chris puts his hand out for like a pound and then like Logan ends up just like taking it to like shake his hand because his girlfriend who looks like could be like his mother, <laughs> it's a white woman, but like she's old, like comes up and takes him away. Um, and he's basically like put on display for a bunch of white people to marvel at because he's like taking off his hat, showing off his outfit and everything. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, wow, and clapping. 
So Chris walks off and he's briefly speaking with like a famous art dealer. The art dealer mentions how everyone at the party is ignorant and um, this art dealer <laughs> is blind. Right. Yeah. You're thinking like, okay, maybe there may or may not be a decent one here. We'll see. Right. But then he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, cause it had been a minute since I watched his film and I was like, because everyone in the movie acts weird. I'm like, okay, so maybe he couldn't get hypnotized since he can't see, you know? So maybe that's why. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. So Chris walks into the house to go upstairs. And then as he's walking up the steps, the party, the guests just get completely quiet. Yes. They start to look upstairs and just like listen to the footsteps. (laughs) So creepy. And so then he notices his phone got unplugged and his phone is dead. I know. Which by the way, it's like, power to you for just keeping your phone not on you to be at, at all times with right? your little portable like listen <laughs> listen okay Ugh, come on um i'd have my phone in my purse with me the whole time right. i don't trust you people <laughs> and i'm holding the keys and I I, listen listen look you people because that's what they oh uh, i know <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> um so Finally, um, he calls his friend Rod and starts to tell him about the crazy shit that's happening. And Rod's basically like, I told you, be careful around those white people. They're trying to get some eyes wide shut with you. Sex slavery. He's like, sex slavery. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's what they're trying to do. So Georgina comes into the room and explains how she accidentally unplugged his phone. Phone, yep. Yes. Chris says it's fine. And he wasn't trying to like snitch, rat her out. She's like looking confused by the wording. And she's like, oh, tattletale. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, Chris is like, I'm sorry. I just get nervous when there's like too many white people around. (laughs) And she does the laugh and she goes, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. (laughs) And she she claims that that is not her experience and that the family is very good to her Mm -hmm. and treats her like she's family, you know, kind of like that stereotypical old like trope that they like to do yes. with black people like oh you're practically family just use the outhouse and you know eat from a different table so, yep, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yes. but your family and, but you know? your family though and he was trying to have a bonding moment with her like you know how we do sometimes when it's just uh-huh, exactly. a couple of us there water. Yeah. yeah 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 so right now he's like literally zero for three because the groundskeeper logan and georgina ain't trying to mess with them. they're not trying they're not they're not trying to mess up they good thing we is no. we is masses cousins, okay? Okay, no, listen. <laughs> um, so he walks back outside, and then there's more like smiling faces, and the dad's introducing people, and then there's an Asian guy there, and he asks him about the African American experience in modern times. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Logan's walking by, so Chris is like, "Logan, why don't you take this question?" So Logan starts to talk, and at the same time, Chris takes out his phone. A photo. I'm sorry, takes out his phone and snaps a photo, and the flash sound. Everything goes off, and this makes Logan snap, and then his nose starts to bleed. Bleed. Starts to attack Chris, and he's like, "Get out! Get out!" And you know, he's like, "What the hell?" Logan has to be restrained. They take him into another room with his quote unquote girlfriend, girlfriend. the mother. And they come out, they're like, oh, he just had a seizure. And Chris is like, no, I know what a seizure's like. That's not what the deal was. At this time, Chris is um, shaken up. He's talking to Rose and he wants to leave. And it's cutting to the dad doing like these hand gestures. Yes. People holding up these bingo cards. You're not really sure what's going on. And so 
at the end. Slave trade. No, well, yes, that is what was going on. As the camera pans out and you see a photo of Chris. Yes. (laughs) And they were basically bidding or whatever. And then the art dealer um, that we meet from before, quote unquote, like he wins whatever the auction was. So later on, Chris sends a photo to Rod and he notices the guy in the picture. And he says that the guy's name is actually Dre. And Chris, you know, he, he was like, I thought I knew him. Um, and he talks about how he's different. And he's at a party with a woman who's almost 30 years older. And Rod's like, I told you, sex slave, leave. You got to go. No. <laughs> the phone dies. And Chris, you know, says to Rose, he's like, we need to go now. And she's like, okay, yeah, let me get my stuff. As Rose is out of the room, Chris sees like a door open up. Open, girl. <laughs> See, this is what gets, okay, go ahead. Breathe, girl, breathe. So he goes and there's like a box of pictures. And Rose had mentioned at the beginning of the movie that Chris was her first black boyfriend. And we find out. Chris is like her 80th black boyfriend. Because there's pictures on pictures of pictures of so many different black men. And one of them is including Walter. And one of them is including Georgie. So she was even to the lady pawn (laughs) for a moment. So she's got all the pictures of her black boyfriends her conquest her black conquest yes from um past so now he's like getting real freaked out um and he's like okay we gotta go so they go downstairs the whole family's like surrounded they're like where are you going what's going on and rose is trying to pretend like she's looking for the key she's like i can't find it yeah and finally um she finds the keys and she's like, you know, I can't give them to you, babe. And then as he tries to leave, the mom taps her cup again and Chris is back in the sunken place. And the sunken place. And the family starts oh. to carry him to the basement. Um, and then this is at the time we realize Rose is with them. and with, you know, Rose is a part yeah. of the, yeah. Yes. And she says, you know, um, you are my favorite. And the dad's like, you hear that, Chris? You're her favorite. favorite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So at this time, Rod is trying to call Chris and it keeps going to voicemail because he researches Andre and sees that there's articles about him showing that he's missing. And, you know, people are wondering what happened to him. And so there's even a scene where Rod goes to talk to a black police officer, a woman um, played by, I think it's Erica Alexander. Yeah, I think so. Yes. 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 Um, And he's telling the story and you're thinking, he believes her because he's like, um, he says, I'm like, it's a white woman or, you know, it's like this, such and mm-hmm. such. And he's been gone for two days. And so she, he gets two other officers that are black. He tells the story again and they just laugh at him. So yeah, they don't like, believe anything yeah. he says. So he's like, okay, I'm on my own. So <clears throat> Chris wakes up and he's in the basement and he's tied to a chair. And then a TV starts playing and it's the grandfather. And it's basically explaining how they are using their bodies as hosts. Um, and the art dealer yeah. <laughs> kind of does the, I don't see color, color thing. <laughs> you know, take that as you want. He's like, I just want your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and so the dad is getting the art dealer ready. Like he has them under to do like a transplant. That's right. Yes. Is that they take part of, it's kind of like, um, a parasite, you know, like the white person will live within the black person, but the black person still knows it's like going on. Yeah. Basically, but can't do anything about it. That's horrible. That's when they do have those moments kind of like how they're like, get out. Um, like when the flash went off in his, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do, have you ever heard that there's actually like a fungus that does that and it will take over like 
uh, bug, like there's a photo, I'll have to send it to you. It's so freaky, like a grasshopper and it takes over and it's like, it knows like, like it can't control itself, but it knows what's happening. And I think that was the basis of the show, The Last of Us that's on HBO Max or just Max now. I, I haven't heard, watched I, it yet. I, I have heard of yeah, that show but as I well. I think it I have starts Max. because of like a mushroom or something yeah there is one that will take over like bugs and it basically controls them basically until it kills them so it's with inside its body with no control it almost sounds like a demon like you know something's yeah. happening but you can't like yes yeah it kind of reminds me of like when you feel yourself sleeping and you're trying to wake yourself yeah. up like that sleep can't. paralysis what they call uh, the witch rod in your back and you know it yes i was yes. trying to i literally was trying to call my husband one time i could i'm like there, there was a point where it was happening multiple times within my same sleep. So not necessarily multiple days, but I, I would lay down and it would literally happen four or five times in the same sleep. And I'd be like, oh, I yeah. got to wake up, but oh, I couldn't no. keep myself. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, I was that's like, Chris. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So Jeremy is the brother and he comes down to get, Chris to complete the transplant but Chris has gotten loose so he hits the brother over the head twice with a bocce ball his head you know he starts bleeding out mm -hmm. so there's also a deer um head um on antler display on the wall so he takes that off and then he kills the dad right away next he kills the mom she tries to do the tap of the cup thing and he's like not today gets that <laughs> kills her the brother was still actually alive. So he comes up and Chris is trying to open the door and the brother's like putting him into the headlock. Nah. He's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> he runs for the door again. The brother kicks it. And then Chris runs again, like right when he's about to pass out, reaches the door, pulls out the key, stabs the brother in the leg. So um, the brother Thank lets you. go of him for a moment. And then Chris just goes and bashes his head in. At um, this point, Chris gets in the car and he's driving off. He accidentally hits Georgina. And this makes him think of his mother because he had said, you know, when his mother got hit, she was actually still alive, but he was like, he didn't go look for her because he didn't want to think the worst. And he always thought like, maybe if I did go look for her, he would have saved. Yeah. Her. So he was just like, don't do this. Don't do this. But you know, he just can't help, but to save her a black woman, you know, just to redeem herself. So he gets in the car and Rose starts shooting at him. He drives off and she says something like grandma. <laughs> Georgina is actually the grandmother. Mother. And so you see the scar on her forehead is which is what she was trying to what she was covering up with her hair. You sang and, grandmom the way you did just uh, really took me back in that moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know, you're like over there sweating. Because you know, some of it, like when we said we were gonna talk about it, I've watched a movie. And so, mm -hmm. some like little intricate details you forget. But then as you're talking about it, I'm like seeing it. And when you said grandma, <laughs> it was like. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Jordan starts to attack him. The car crashes. She dies. He gets out. You know, he's a little bit banged up. The groundskeeper comes again, takes Chris down. Yes. And Rose is coming with a shotgun at this time. And, but the, at this time, Chris takes his phone out and flashes again the phone, the camera. The groundskeeper, Walter, he gets up and um, he takes a shotgun from Rose. He's like, let me do it. He ends up shooting Rose in the stomach. 
So she goes down and then immediately um, Walter, he shoots himself. So he's dead. Then at this time, well, then you see that Rose is still alive and she's alive yes. with a shotgun and then Chris grabs it and like he's choking her and she's got like this devious look on her face, a smile, right? Like she's enjoying it. And then he stops because, you know, he still has love for her. Yeah. Even though his whole family, her whole family, including him, her tried to kill him. Yes. But yes. Yes. And so next thing you know, a cop car shows up and then Rose starts to do that typical white woman trope, like, help me, help, help. (laughs) But out here comes TSA Rod. (laughs) He gets in the car, Chris gets in the car and they drive off and Rod's basically like, I told you ass. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) And the movie ends. So that is Get Out. We saved, Chris was saved, hallelujah. How about this? Um, Jordan Peele actually had to change the ending because the ending was the white cop came up and Chris got arrested. That's the true horror. That after all you've been through that, look at the scene. Because even Chris thought, oh, I'm screwed. Right. I'm I'm hovering over this girl who shot this black man's dad. Who's going to believe me? But people were just like, no, 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 no. They're like, he needs to survive. Yeah, he like, needs so, to be. Yeah. So he, so he changed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I think that would have been too much. It would have been like, and especially it, if it went off like that and it just ended like him getting arrested. Yeah. And especially, you know, with what we dealt with like three years after with 2020, I think it was Girl. just like really good that. Yeah. That it ended that way. We needed this win. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because it would have been like, he was, it, it would have been a definite, yeah, the true horror and like, yeah, he's enslaved yeah. into the prison system. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So that's get out. Oh, <laughs> Shanika. <laughs> so um, there's also some theories that Rose um, herself and maybe even the brother were hypnotized by the mom. And oh, and that were in the sunken place because there's some scene about like when she's eating the Fruit Loops and how she's like sipping the milk and stuff. Um, it doesn't seem normal. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would make a lot of sense versus mm-hmm. them being. Yeah. Like just willing to do this. Oh, and then I'd yeah. even say there's like once, like when she is eating the Fruit Loops and drinking the milk, like she's like Googling more like black men yes, online, yes. <laughs> like her next victim. <laughs> it's like, there's so many of them where, you know, oh, God, like, this movie is wild. It is. It is. And I'm just still thinking about the reverse and the different ending. Wow. Yeah. I imagine if he went with that ending, oof. that would have been heavy, huh? Yeah. That would have been really heavy. Almost like, um, even though it's not horror, it could have been, but um, Quinta Brunson's show, we watch it. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm... Um, um, Abbott? Teacher, Abbott. Uh-huh. Somebody tweeted at her, like, I forget who it was, but basically, like, she should be covering the school shootings. And Quinta was like, so we want to see a bunch of dead little black body, little black dead body. Like, No. I'm not doing that. And they basically were telling, saying it's your responsibility to talk about oh, this. God. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Yeah. So, okay. I, I've started following um someone like on TikTok. Um, 
and this is not like like for Quinta, but she's she's a white woman and she was just talking about like celebs in general. She's like, can we stop looking to celebs to talk about like problems? She's like, a lot of them are dumb. And she's like, we need to stop looking to them to like put out some like notes app letter or something on how they're feeling about a situation. Right. Or like, telling them what true. that they need to address. That's not what this show is about. Because just like what Reese Witherspoon says, I want to make movies that make people happy. Yeah. Like, you like, know, let me life. It, life truly is hard enough. Yes. So let me. You know, 100 percent like yeah. to say that to her, I was like, how dare you like this show? Can we have this show? positive teacher you know like like let us have this show and it's written off it's based on her experience you know like a a teacher based off a teacher because then she tried to go and like Mm -hmm. yes did you know she went to a charter it was just I was like here we go they can't just let this black woman have something they have to try to mess it up just like they couldn't just let Chris just date this white woman in peace nope nope they was gonna (laughs) take your black soul Um, okay, so Jordan Peele, he did win the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. Um, okay. For this film. Um, okay. Which is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, and then this is only the sixth horror film nominated for Academy Award Best Picture. So it was The Exorcist, Jaws, Silence of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense, and Black Swan. Wow. Yeah. And only The Silence of the Lambs um, has won. So. That's awesome, though, like to be and then and a black written by a and it was written by a black man. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. it's not like it's a horror film mm-hmm. with a black lead mm-hmm. that just so happened to make it out written by a white man. Yeah. A white man. I mean, this is a black man that wrote this. I think that's. And yeah. And I really I like Jordan Peele because like in the other movies he's done, like he's like did little Easter eggs. Um from other horror movies that he watched growing up that I watched growing up too. So I just, kind so of, you like, know them. The, so I just like appreciate that as well. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I guess now I can say that I'm communing, um, connecting with more black people that watch horror, but sometimes, you know, like I watched a shit ton of Friday the 13th, you know, I watched yeah. the Halloweens and stuff and what were they filled with white people? So a lot yeah. of times, black kids were like what's this white shit you know yeah because right 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 so i'm like people getting killed this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) what this white shit is right right you know i i've always loved it so um i that's just like another thing that i appreciate with uh Jordan Peele so um I think he has another movie that he's working on it's supposed to be coming out next year hopefully we'll see how it's going with like the whole strike and everything going oh, on. Yeah. even though it just ended so it's over they came yep. to a deal it's a today, three-year but, deal yeah but you know things still got pushed back because yes. of it so we'll see yeah. how that goes so all right you hopefully survived. things just get <laughs> yes i survived i like chris survived <laughs> not too bad not too no. bad but i will i'm highly highly implore you to watch the other movies the blackening the blackening well nope yes ready or not and you're next i okay so those have a bit more gore ready or not you're next but just watch it for no you gotta watch it for the fucked up rich white family dynamics 
Okay. Okay. Because like, can we get that in succession without all the gore? So you no, know, I never watched Succession. Me, neither yeah, did I, 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 but I've heard about it. But because it's like so, in Ready or Not, and this is not giving much away. It's um, the bride, and they have to play a game. Um, on the wedding night, they chose Ready um, Hide and Go Seek, and it's literally to kill her. You know, they talk about this in the previews. But what's so funny is like the daughter comes and the daughter um, of the family, she's like so coked up. So she accidentally ends up like shooting the wrong people. <laughs> and she's like, everyone's mad at me. No one believes in me. And then the mom is played by Amy McDowell. And she's like, sweetie, no one's mad at you. Just stop doing the coke. Everybody get your shit together. Let's find the bride. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's oh, like what's funny God. to me. Okay, okay, I got in the it. Midst so it's of not all like, this, okay. Even though they're trying to find this one person, like the family dynamics is still coming through on right. the daughters. That's the mess up. The she, she's the F up, yep. The son that's no good. That's the drunk, you know, the okay. son that's the golden child. And then, you know, the brother-in-law who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, okay. And is the husband in on it too? You got to watch the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> okay. that does sound kind of interesting, like. It's like I said, it's like, it's got a bit more gore, you know, more people are dying, but I think like you- There's a comedic like, element to would, it. Like, I, yes, y'all would okay. really enjoy it. Did okay. you, Um, because it came out the same time as Knives Out, the first one. Did you watch, did you see that? Okay, no. so let me- Okay, no. <laughs> I am not, I was always a book reader. I'm not a movie person. So okay. whenever my, okay. and the way we spent time together, Corey and the kids would be in the living room watching their favorite movie and I would be down there with my book. So technically okay. we were together, but not. So when Got you talk, it. I'm like not a movie person. Okay. Oh my God. But okay, I know so titles and stuff. Because okay. he, Corey loves movies. My kids get it from him. His parents went to the movies every week. They loved movies. They got me to watch World War Z with Brad Pitt. How I was going to bring that up. So Janelle, we were on a weekend um, in Myrtle Beach and it was like on FX. Okay. Like Janelle, channel. she made you watch. She was like, now you know, it you wasn't. Have to she's like, now you know, you're going to have to change this. And she's like, uh-uh. And she changed the channel. And I was like, girl, it's World War Z. I was like, it's Brad Pitt. It wasn't even as bad as I thought. And at the end, I was cheering. I was cheering. She eventually told me it's zombies because she's like, it's too realistic. Like stuff like that can happen. I was like, honestly, that is a fear of mine too. Zombies. Yeah. I just told you that thing about the fungus. I was like, I do feel like, um, because, you know, the brain can still stay alive and be controlled. So that stuff does scare me. Yeah. So, but that's why I like to watch zombie films because I'm like, okay. If I'm working with a slow zombie, I can do this. If I work with a fast zombie, the hell with it. If I'm working with, because <laughs> you know, not all zombies are equal. Are equal, right? Okay, movie, so. that makes sense. That is my that sister. Is so, so we um watched uh so Night of the Living Dead. It's a black and white version and a one that came out in the nineties. Okay, and um and let me tell you, I've been watching horror movies. For I, I was gonna say to you, okay, I should yeah. have. I'm the youngest. My parents are tired. I hung out with my they brother. Were, I was gonna say, I, I think I was like eight or nine. Oh no, actually, I was seven when we went to go see Night of the Living Dead in a movie theater. Um, and you know, it takes place like on a farm, and they have to board up all these windows. And because of that movie, to this day, my sister's like, I will not get a house that has a lot of windows on the main floor. She's like, because she's like, if I got a board of windows, I'm not trying to board up all these. Windows. <laughs> It's Garner. Oh my God. So listen, horror movies get you ready for survival. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
like survival camp training like for the longest i wouldn't i was so terrified to go camping because like there's a friday 13th where jason zips up a girl and his pocket slams her against a tree so i would be terrified i wonder if that's the oh you said they're all in the woods because i'm like i wonder if that's the one that i watched no because that one came out well well what year i'm sorry what year were you born not, uh, I was going to say 97. Lord Jesus, that's my daughter. 77. That one may have. Because it, it would have been in the 80s. I think. No, it would have been in the night. No, it would have been in the 80s. The late 80s, right. early 90s, maybe. Now I got to look this up. Friday the 13th, part seven. Um, It happened in parts. That's seven. right. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, it, I, I knew the parts. That's right. Yes. Uh, so that one was 1988. Okay. And that, that would make sense. Where- I would be 11. I would have been 11. And that was the one with the girl, Tina. She had a bit of like, um, like psycho, not, uh, not psycho, uh, hypno, uh, what's the way you can control things with your mind? What's that word? Oh, 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 uh, oh, telepathy. Telepathy, telepathy yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could have been that it one. It might um, have been, okay. But anyways, I don't, I, that one, like, I was like, I'm never going camping. I mean, I camp now, but before, right, I but was the, terrified yes. for a very long time to go camping Listen. because of that scene. When we get done now, I'm going to, my husband's going to come home and be like, why is the living room, dining room, and every light is on? <laughs> we have an open concept. So I'm yeah. about to have, I only have the living, the the kitchen part on. I'm about to turn on the the, the living room and the dining room. I'll be when like, go, it's Shanika's fault. When I come upstairs, sometimes I'll do a quick thing with like the lights to flash real quick. I'll be like, Mm-mm, Michael, you ain't getting me because, you know. <laughs> I was like, you ain't creeping. Let me <laughs> look. Let me check his where my iPhone and see where he I know. is. He and there's like home. these reels online. They're so funny where someone like turns off the lights and they start running up the steps and there's like a shadow running behind them and then they jump in the bed as if the bed's like their safe space. As, as if they're not going to be able to see him. Let me see. Oh, okay. He ain't that far. He at the gym right now. When is you okay. coming home? <laughs> Shanika got me talking about these movies. See, and this is what I love, the adrenaline of, like, what these movies do to you. Janelle, um, do you hear her talking about the adrenaline? And, no, Janelle is not, she's not for it at all. At, she does not do horror at all. <laughs> well, she's Oof. getting into it. And I suggested to her more of, like, so even, so Scream, I think you would enjoy ones like that because... They're a little bit more modern. Like they actually care about the dialogue. They're smart and whatnot. Less, less. Oh, you listen. You know the eighties was like tits and ass and. Oh, kids, oh, okay? oh, and, and and the girls in the show short shorts and the you know yes, yeah yeah yes and the men too yeah that's <laughs> true you know what that's true that's um true. so I gave her some suggestions I was like the late nineties early two thousands had that time where they were just taking like all the pretty white actors from like the teen shows and putting yes, in yes, know? yes. I was like, that's where you need to like go for. Like, that's where she needs movies. to start. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But other stuff ones, like Saul, she ain't gonna be able to sleep. No, but see, even for me after a while, like that's just torture porn, you know? Oh, uh, um, okay. Okay. That's there's not, like, there's one movie. I don't know. You'll never watch it. It's called, um, terrifier and it's with art, the clown. Um, <laughs> I have to send send a picture of you to him just why are you cursing at me and um like it was good but even for me it's like I'm overseeing a woman naked upside down yes and then you come and you saw her in half like 
I'm over Oof, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's where's the storytelling? Yeah. Like yeah. I like I, it's just kind of like how can we make the most like fucked up thing and that's kind of like how the hostile films were as well. Okay, you know like how mess like how much can we torture someone and get away with it? Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, one other movie suggestion I have for you. It's called The Strangers. I don't think I've heard that one. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. <gasps> so it came out 2008 it's with um Liv Tyler Scott Speedman and they're in okay included and the reason why it scares me is because it's realistic as fuck like and like they say it in the trailer they ask you know why are you doing this to us and it's like because you were home <laughs> Taria just shut the laptop <laughs> because I'm home <laughs> isn't that to me is terrifying like yes, when that, someone just because there's no rhyme or reason just, exactly there's not like and when we were in the fifth grade you bullied me it's because you were doing something normal being home and then um you know after they do their thing like the killers are driving off and they say something like we'll be we'll be um less sloppy next time you know what i mean it's like yeah it's it's and that one you want to talk about tension like I was like <laughs> it's so good though just watch with Chris we'll be fine <laughs> I oh my gosh okay okay all right so let's wrap things up yeah. Korea let everyone know where they can find you <laughs> First of all, thank you for having me because I've never like like you well, like when you said you may not be in the horror and I was like it's not my thing but it was like wow this it's cool I think it's so cool that you are entering this as a black woman letting people know mm -hmm. hey there are we're not a monolith we're capable, liking all different things too just like mm -hmm. they do so you took me down memory lane with um get out i'm never forgetting so after that i was in this is before clearly of course what well before we had bought our house we were in our kitchen and i hear footsteps coming down the steps mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Corey starts running to me like the get out and i thought something was actually wrong with him and he was trying to tell me and couldn't he was doing the run and i was like <laughs> like i literally screamed and he started he was doing the get out run and I was like that's, that's not so funny. funny and I just realized I was calling him Chris and I meant to say Corey sorry oh that's okay I was almost gonna be like tell C Breezy because that's what you tag oh, yeah, you, can, on Instagram. you can say that too but you know it's funny when you said watch it with Chris I immediately thought of Chris from get out like, <laughs> I'm sorry I meant to say watch it with Corey my bad no but my but bad. that's funny though like ha ah, you know like watch it with Chris but um <laughs> thank you for having me I definitely enjoyed myself I didn't think I would enjoy talking about horror. Now I'm going to turn all the lights on. So see Breezy, when you come home, this is why the, all the lights are on. I'm going to direct you straight to Shanika. We need um, someone to but, sponsor her light bill this, yeah. this month. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's speak that into existence. Water, everything else built. But y'all can find me, Mortgage. Y'all can find me on Twitter at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Instagram, same name, W-E-I-G-O podcast. The What Else Is Going On podcast, wherever you find your podcast. And the YouTube is YouTube, um, we go, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Yes. And of course, I will link all of this stuff in the show notes. Yay. So. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Taria. This was such a joy. I'm really glad we got to do this. And then we'll schedule and I'll come on and we'll talk, you know, Bravo and our love for Psy. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the horror. I know, seriously. Well, the horror to other people, not to us. Yes, not to us. Oh, well. Yes, yes. <laughs>
All right. Thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, bye.